I'm Will Hedrick. And I'm Jordan Schaffer. And this is Dog Ears and Timestamps, a Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> so, dude, how'd you watch it? Would you watch it immediately when oh. it came out with the rest of the world? No, because I, I was, so I was working until 8, so whenever it airs, you know, and then whenever I got home, I was waiting for food, and then I started watching it. Nice. So, I was a little bit late. Yeah, mom gave me her password to her HBO Go, and... For whatever reason, like, I'm, I always have bad luck with HBO Go, like, and using mm-hmm. my mom's account, like, it, cause you have to use, like, a phone number, and then they text the phone number, and tell them, like, a code, and linking it with my Xbox is always frustrating, so I always wait for my brother to put it on his website, or, like, his Plex server. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I'll watch it, like, an hour or two after it came out. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I watched before, Game of Thrones is actually the uh, Spider-Man movie that you told me about. Oh, Into the Spider-Verse? <laughs> it was awesome. Dude, that is like one of the... that I think that's the best superhero movie of all time. I, I, I was watching it with that in mind, and I was like, this is so good, dude. This is so, <laughs> like, it was fun to watch the whole time. Like I went and watched it twice in theaters, and I, I hate going to movie theaters. I know, man. That's awesome. And I bought it on 4K. I, have, I need to watch it again, but... Um, yeah, the movie's awesome. Yeah, so I, I watched that. So you were that watching that waiting for Game of while, Thrones to yeah, be ready? Yeah, the rest of the yeah. world was watching Game of Thrones and then uh, after. Because I had watched the last three episodes, three or four episodes. Uh, it was four, five, six, and seven of season seven. Mm-hmm. And um, it just to kind of like prep myself for, right. uh, for this season. Because, I mean, I've read the books a bunch. But even even then, just talking a little bit beforehand, obviously like a lot of details are lost in the, in the years. Right. Um, it's because we've now... It's been like over 600 days since the last season. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. So that's a long time (laughs) to hold on to whatever it is that happened. And really not a whole lot happened in the last season anyways. No. Um, Certainly not relative to seasons previous. Yeah, and... And that was interesting to see, like rewatching it too, because like I uh, I remember not liking this season, this season seven as much for some reason, and then rewatching it, it was way more fun. Like it just felt like yeah. a lot was going on, like a lot was happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was because I was by myself and I was reconnecting, you know, like all these lines and like uh, getting back into Game of Thrones and be like, like oh yeah, this is symbolism for whatever, you know, like they. At least with the show, like knowing how much there is in the book behind, behind, like in the the, the thought of the character or whatever, the, right? Like, that they're in the in, internal dialogue or whatever, they have a lot of symbolism in the show that you kind of have to read into, and uh, I noticed a lot of that in the new episode. Like at least there was one point specifically that, like, I think they say, like, uh, I think it was when Bronn was talking about how, like, he. Uh, like battles smell like shit because uh, when you kill people they shit. <laughs> He's yeah. like, and I learned that lesson when I was five. And I was like, oh, because he killed somebody when he was five. And Bailey was like, no, he just learned it when he was five. And I was like, I think he was trying to say he killed somebody when he was five. But that's not exactly the right. scene I was like, yeah. talking about. Mm. But there was a lot of like little things like that, kind of like, oh, the scene, exact scene I was thinking of, still with Bron, it showed a big change in his char- character. This is last season, uh, season seven, when he saves Jamie. Yeah, and it's like they're fighting in the war. Because it shows um, his purse or whatever, like he falls off of this horse and his purse falls and all the mon- like money dumps out of it, and it shows that rather than just go for the money and run like he would have done beforehand, like being growing up a sellsword, knowing his character from just being the, his character that he always was, because literally that's how Tyrion got him on his side in the first place, saying like fight for me, I have money, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Right. So like it was it was cool because. In that one scene showing him leaving the purse 
on the battlefield showed that he realized like, okay, I'm not going to run from this. I have to, I have to protect these people because I won't get anything out of it at the end. It was just kind of neat because he, he chose the Lannisters rather than himself, which I thought was a big character development for him. But, uh, cause he didn't, he didn't pick the money and he very easily could have grabbed the money and left that battle and probably lived. And he's, he's still alive. But I mean, you know, he could have ran from the battle and I think yeah. he would have in, uh, had it been like season two that this happened, you know, it's just it's just interesting to me because they made a mm-hmm. huge deal out of this purse falling and money falling out of it, and then him looking at it and be like, oh, 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 oh. and then and then he goes and saves Jamie instead of saving the money in himself, mm-hmm. which in turn saved himself. But uh, I don't know. It's just it's just interesting because because in the book they would have probably explained that, whereas in the in the show it left some for our interpretation uh, to have to kind of like okay, I think that that was some character development and. And whatnot. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. This is good. I, I, I like this new episode. It seemed like it was kind of setting the scene. Uh, yeah. Well. I don't know if I'm just excited to be back in it. Um, I know the, the last time that we've talked, the last couple times we've talked about Game of Thrones uh, in this setting, mm-hmm. we're just kind of shitting on Game of Thrones because uh, as a show, it's uh, not as good as it once was and, or it, and in my opinion, doesn't have... Um, half of the balls that it used to have to do you know unexpected and subversive things with the storytelling um but even with all that still being true in my opinion um there's nothing else like game of thrones still on tv um there's nothing that is this high budget and well directed and acted the writing is whatever uh, but um, that is in a fantasy setting. Dude, I remember season one, my brother was telling me each episode costs like a half a million dollars to make. And that's like a TV show. It's like a series. That's it's five million dollars just for like the debut season, hoping this show's going to bite, you know, and everybody's going to be hooked. Like they knew they had gold, but they just didn't know that like the rest of the world was going to see it as gold, I guess. Like they knew they were working with, with good material, but... It's just crazy to me to think that like we're at the end of the era, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like they're they're t- like I feel like some of the liberties they took for the the like the cinematic vision or whatever, like to see it on on film, like the f- some of the liberties they did take, I think were really good throughout this season. Like not the past seasons because like they fused characters together. And they just like they would have one character that kind of served the purpose of what he would end up telling you a backstory about, like some offshoot right. bastard or whatever. And it's like you didn't need that offshoot bastard; you just turn it into Gendry instead, and then it's now it's the bastard we know, you know. And it's right. um, you know it's it's just stuff like that that I think they did a really good job with because there are already so many names to take in that uh, it was cool seeing. It just it, it was cool. I think I think it was a lot of nostalgia for me the why i'm so like excited to, that it's back it's like the end of an era it's uh yeah those actors had to sit on like the ending like for years like they know how it ended and they're contractually probably obligated to not talk about it right well they probably at the very least they any individual actor i'm sure only knows so far as their character goes even if their character is not dead at the end if their character isn't in the last episode, they probably don't know what happens in the last episode. Because that's how they control storylines like that. Interesting. Um, so, like, just, you so, know, if we speculate that 
Arya isn't in the last episode for whatever reason. Yeah, even she, if her character's alive, but in the episode prior to that, she Maisie decides that she's going to take off and go back to Essos for whatever reason. She's like, well, yeah. I don't want any part of this fight anymore. I'm going back to Essos. Then if I was, you know, running the show, I would make sure that Maisie Williams doesn't know what happens in the last episode because she's got no business knowing what's in the last episode. Makes sense. And that's how you control the story from leaking. Um, God, that's good. I so. mean, there's still a couple <clears throat> people that know, obviously. You know, I mean, had yeah, to, the, the, had to film whoever it, it is that's in the last show, unless it's CGI Night King and only CGI right? Night King, you Just know, the, <laughs> the Night King. Is that's like movie. that would be the ultimate way to control it is just have no actors. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all CGI. But so, I guess this episode, just like most first episodes for most seasons of most TV shows, is a lot of setup. Everybody getting back together, mm-hmm. um, getting ready for whatever it is that's going to happen next. Um, the The title of the episode was held back until like after the show aired. Even that makes you couldn't sense. even see it like on like TV Guide or whenever you opened it up in the app for the first like two hours. That's it just smart. said episode sixty eight. That's smart. The name of the episode is just Winter Fell. God, <laughs> winter had fallen. Yeah, <laughs> it was just the name of it was just uh, fell, season yeah. eight, episode one, Winterfell. Like, okay, yeah, great it's, fucking secret. Yeah, it's a famous <laughs> title. Yeah, they should have called it fucking the new Aegon or whatever. Right, like, like literally, what was going to be like revealed by hiding that? <coughs> what yeah, was going to be revealed by hiding that title for so long? Nothing. We already know the Starks have Winterfell. But, yeah, right. Like, yeah. yeah, unless they lose it again. Yeah, that, God, that would be a bummer. Um, so you know, episode one, Winterfell. Everybody's in Winterfell. Go fucking figure, I guess. Um, we see uh, everybody. The episode opens up with John and Danny riding into Winterfell, and then on horses. Some, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then some interactions with like the lords, and everybody's upset that John is not the king anymore, and they don't want to trust Danny. And John's like, "Y'all keep fucking being upset about this. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it doesn't we gotta matter. fight We're... the dead people. Yeah, y'all don't get it. <laughs> That's just like the constant fight is how do we get everybody to just shut up? We gotta fight the dead people. Right. Everybody's so mm. self-serving. It's frustrating. I, I, mean, I can get sense, why but... the they would be apprehensive towards Danny. Um, yeah, I mean, she's a new person that they don't really have fealty to. John, yeah. they have loyalty. With. Right. And now there's this, uh, what I guess they're perceiving and, you know, <coughs> reasonably perceiving to be an invading army of foreign soldiers, mm-hmm. not even people from Westeros. You know, it's right. all Unsullied and Dothraki and, you know, this Targaryen queen that... We know we know how everybody feels about the Targaryens. The last one tried to kill everybody. Yeah, and, and they, so yeah. like you know, this is just all people that probably don't. One, they don't want to be in the north, and don't have any reason to be in the mm-hmm. north by the opinion of the Northerners. Um, and now they don't even have their king anymore. So racist. So I get it why they would be upset. Um, but everybody does need to just say like, okay, well, you know, let's go fight. The, the dead. How do you think... On the other side of that coin, oh, Danny is just, like, such, like, an idiot. Dude, she makes me so frustrated. The past, like, three or four seasons, I've been done with Danny. I think. Yeah, and it's funny because I feel like so many other people are not, and so many people love her so much. Like, when she started to fail a little bit, like, at the end of last season when I was rewatching it, I was like, yes! <laughs> like, the dragon got shot, and I cheered. <laughs> and uh, I know I was cheering for the bad guys, but it was like... She hasn't had anything bad happen to her since Drogo died. 
No, and she's kind of... And and she's everything's kind of, been going pretty perfectly for her. Well, I mean, obviously she had to do all that shit like in the waste when she was on her way over to the Far East or whatever. But it's just... But... Her methods... It, I, we were talking about it before the show. It's like her methods just to me seem like uh, the ends justify the means or whatever. But it's like, dude, you got to rule these people afterwards. Like, it's kind of like... That's always like that the conversation that she's always been having with her advisors. Yeah, it's like it's she goes back and forth said. on what her methods are going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, is she going to be... Is she always going to be the one that frees the slaves and saves everybody? Or, or is she going to be blood? the one that makes the examples of the masters? You know, like, which one of these are you going to be? And she never seems to find the middle ground. Well, it also kind of alludes to maybe she'll be true, like, full Targaryen and follow, like, the, the, the words of, like, her house. Like, fire and blood. You know, like, they don't yeah. even know for sure that she's going to be the breaker of chains still. Because what chains does she have to break in Westeros? Now that they're worried that she's going to be just the the like fire and blood you know like she's worried like and that's what john specifically said like don't go get the kingdom back like this you can win this way yes like you have all you have like the cheat code you have the game shark like you can win Mm -hmm. but you're not gonna you're gonna be a, a new leader leading from fear and like that's not how you got here like you got here by everybody pushing you forward like all of her supporters and everybody were like pushing her forward, like, making her, giving her the power and, like, the status and rank of being, you know, what she was. And uh, if she just takes it with her dragons, then I think she loses her, like, credibility. Yeah. To people. I, I don't, I think that she ought to, she's so obsessed with becoming the queen of everything, really. Right. For whatever reason, she's just absolutely obsessed with that idea. And it's all an idea that was planted in her by Viserys, her brother, that she hated. And and he and didn't want her to be queen. He, yeah. He was going to sell her That's off. the only reason that she has the idea of, you know, becoming the queen again is just because it's something that Viserys always talked about and wouldn't shut up about. It, and that was their whole purpose was to get the kingdom back. Yeah. Like she wasn't even yeah. born. I don't think in Westeros. Like I think she was born she on was. the run. Like she, I think she's born on the run though still. Like maybe not. Well, she was, um, I don't remember exactly, but she was born. Uh, that's why she's Daenerys Stormborn. She was born during some storm that was happening. Oh. And then very, very shortly after was whenever the rebellion happened mm-hmm. And her and Viserys were smuggled out by whoever, you know. Um, by the... the by Varys, the spider, right? Think, the spider yeah. arranges it, yeah. Yeah, Varys. Um, yeah. But in any case, yeah, so she's like... The, her only reason for wanting to become queen is because as, she's grow, as she grows up, she learns all of this stuff from Viserys, who, you know, is awful to her and who she, you know, probably doesn't like uh, beyond any, you know, filial bond. And then... So... She's just obsessed with it. Like, she doesn't think of beyond that. The mm-hmm. smart thing would be, certainly when she sees all the dead, be like, yeah, we should probably just kill all the dead. And, uh, John, you are obviously a worthy person. You should just go ahead and remain king in the north. That's okay. I just won't be queen of the north. Like, y'all can be another kingdom here in Westeros, and I'll go take the south from the Lannisters who betrayed my family. You know, like, right. that's, I guess, a legitimate vendetta. But why does she have to make John bend the knee? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And so I'm just tired of Danny because she doesn't have any, she seemingly doesn't have any convictions. And John was so adamant about not bending the knee, too. Like, all last season, for him to do it so, like, quick just seems like, did you just give up? Like, because. 
he was like adamant about not bending the knee for her for a while. Right? I I don't remember that explicitly. Um but and you know, maybe he said that he wouldn't do that, blah blah blah. Um but then she shows up and she's got the dragons and she saves his life. Like, I think that's how him. they yeah. meet is whenever Danny Danny goes to save him uh from you know that fight or whatever that happens beyond the wall. I don't well, think they had met prior to it. They they had met because he had to ask her for all the dragon glass because they were mining for dragon glass under uh, the that that place that she the the iron no what's the Stannis's old place oh yeah you're right took, at, she took at that Dragonstone over, yeah, dragon, yeah I totally forgot about that part and John needed to go to Dragonstone to get yeah, weapons to kill you're right and I then totally forgot yeah. they met she starts crushing hard right <laughs> no but it, it feels kind of like they you know she starts crushing on him hard and then um uh and then yeah they just yeah. start mining dragon glass and then and then and then, that's, and then they go back north and yeah okay yeah i don't remember but um but th- yeah it's it's eerily soon after he says like don't just go blasting in with your dragons you know and then and then john has to go to the north to like um because they, they need to convince cersei yeah so they go get like a wipe what else happens well, we see it's all connections, like we already said. Um, Tyrion yeah. and Sansa have a fun uh, conversation. It's yeah, it's just reuniting um, like all the families that we had known before, but back in Winterfell, like we did in season one, which is kind of cool. Yeah, because you know they're all there's up a lot now. of kind of um, almost you know shot for shot recreations of the first episode, and I think they did that with... to show Arya and Sansa having grown up. Because the last time they were there was when the actress was literally a little girl. So, like, it's... it's yeah. It, it, I think they did a few shots to kind of show, like, look, they've grown up. Things have changed. And not even just the two of them growing up, um, or just the changes in the two of them, but just the changes in how everything is different now. Yeah. Because it's John and D- and Danny coming in uh, in the same way that Robert and Cersei come in in the first episode. And yeah. all the Starks are lined up, but now all the Starks are just Sansa and Bran, mm-hmm. um, Arya Soth, sulking around somewhere, being you know little uh, assassin Arya, mm-hmm. and so and it's, now it's John going to go greet the line of Starks, which is just the two of them, mm-hmm. um, and all the Bannermen are there too. Like you see uh, the little girl from Bear Island, who everybody loves, and um, yeah, everybody loves her for some reason, just because she's a hard ass. Yeah, and she's like a little. At least now she's older because it's been several years, but whenever everybody's getting assembled, mm-hmm. she's the first North Bannerman that um, that agrees to follow John and name him King of the North. And then she and she's like she like shames everybody else too, and stuff like, like when, that. When he yeah, like kind of gives relinquishes the power or whatever. What else John rides a dragon. We learn yeah. that he's like he officially learns straight up from. Did Bran tell him? Sam tells him toward Sam later tells on. Him, yeah. yeah. Uh, closer to the it's like the second from last scene in the show, I think. Yeah, that was or the episode. Um the yeah, they John gets to ride a dragon, and um you would think that that might tell him something, but he's always a little slow on, you know, whatever reveal is happening. I expected to see but, Ghost. Yeah, we haven't seen Ghost yet. Probably because, well, because, and for the same reason that Ghost wasn't in the Battle of the Bastards was that they wanted to put the giant in the battle, and they only had so much budget, and they're like, well, we can either have Ghost in or we can have the giant. So let's have the giant because that's way cooler. 
And they yeah, spent all the CGI on dragons this episode, so mm. we don't need to see ghosts this time. I know, but it's just the one. The main reason, I guess, the the main and only reason I kind of want Ghost back is because it reconnects John with like the old gods, like the the like you know how there were like the old gods, and then there were the seven, mm-hmm. and then now there's like the Lord of Light. Um, there was a big thing that doesn't matter at all anymore. But when, before we knew that John got resurrected, uh, by the Lord of light or whatever, like there was a big fan conspiracy, like that, uh, that he would have worked into ghosts that he would have worked into ghosts, or that. And then he, and then Bran was going to bring him back into his body. Right. Uh, because they could resurrect people or whatever, because of the, the The night's king or whatever. And, um, and I just, I guess I just want some sort of like, I guess I want John to be like rewarded for like his loyalty to the old gods. I know that's silly and probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it seems like he always chooses that that route, like the route of like the old gods or the way like his supposed yeah. dad would have done it. You know, Ned He's, would have done it. Yeah, you know, the noble way. He really honors Ned a lot, um, which is. I mean, I guess that's just his character. Um, that's also just the North in general. That's true, but. We do get a shot of him standing at a at a heart tree, the heart tree in there in Winterfell, and that's mm-hmm. when him and Arya get reunited. Yeah, and Arya stands up for Sansa because John is still like, he, what does John say? He says Sansa thinks that she's smarter than everybody else, um, thinking that you know he'll just have like a little joke with Arya about Sansa like they used to. But mm-hmm. and Arya's like, no, she's actually pretty fucking dope, dude. Like you don't know anything. You know nothing, <laughs> you know nothing John Snow. And then we get. There's a couple of times where we get like a two for one reunions that are kind of funny. Um, like when Arya goes to the smithy and meets both the hound and Gendry again. And I was like, ah, two for one. <laughs> um, and then, and Arya wants Gendry to build her some weird, like detachable dragon glass weapon thing. Yeah. It made me think um, of, um, like an Assassin's Creed when they have that, like, the secret dagger. Or oh, the that hidden blade. Yeah. From their, uh, their wrist. Right. Um, but one that would. It seems to do. spring action. Or with whatever, like. like it shoots it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know what her plan is for that. Yeah. That'll obviously come up later on. That's oh, yeah. Total Chekhov's gun thing. Um, who else do we get? We get. Tyrion doesn't get a t- lot of uh, like. I feel like they've almost written the cleverness out of him. There wasn't seems kind a of lot like, of conniving that needed to happen in this episode. And there doesn't seem to be much left. It just, it seems like he's almost kind of, it almost just feels to me like Tyrion has lost sort of some of his like, uh, his pizzazz or like the the spark that made him like so unique and smart and... Just, we're kind they, of done with all the diplomacy at this point. There's no, I guess that's true. There's no planning that needs to happen anymore. Like all of last season was just um, all the stuff that he's not good at, like traveling and fighting. And and now we're in Winterfell, <laughs> and we get one scene of the three old men, like you know, Varys and Tyrion, who have long been like the best duo almost in the mm-hmm. show, and then also. The Onion Knight um, is with them, and he's now sort of like in an advisory role, like an unofficial mm. advisory role, because you know he obviously advised for Stannis, and yeah. he's seen everything that happened there, 
and then he was at the wall for a bit, and then now he's been with the Northmen for a bit, and now he's been brought into sort of the fold with Danny's group, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, they needed and, him to smuggle them back into King's Landing, right? So that so that Tyrion could talk to Jamie. Yeah. Because they would never have had a meeting with Cersei right. otherwise. Yeah, that's why he got re-involved or whatever or whatever. And so the three of them are kind of like the potential like string pullers where the, the you know they'll be the ones in Danny's ear or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Tyrion's her hand. Yeah. Um, but there's just one scene where the Onion Knight is like, we should get them married, and then that will bring the North into the fold with the South easily, mm-hmm. because then now he'll be king, um, which is something that they would want to follow or whatever. But then that gets, you know, maybe that plan, that that planning by them plays out or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, all that's left to happen is is just fighting. There's nothing that's that is to Tyrion's forte at this point, which is all the thinking and the talking and, you know, devious things. Yeah. Things that are for smart people. Yeah, I guess I just wanted some of that, and there there isn't any for him to do, so he's kind of almost powerless at this point. Yeah. And I don't like it. He'll, I mean, he's the most popular character, if not Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, so... They're not going to not have him do anything this whole season, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I guess, I guess I just don't want him to just have like a one the one thing he did this season, you know. Like I want it to be like, oh, here's what Tyrion does this season, not just right. like okay, he did the one pivotal thing to get whoever onto the throne. And, yeah, yeah. I think the part of why I'm less excited for this season, and I was, and I've been less excited in an increasing amount for the past couple of seasons, is that. The best part of Game of Thrones, in my opinion, was always all the diplomacy and all the talking and the figuring and the betrayals and the secrecy and all that sort of stuff. All the intrigue yeah. is uh, been waning because there are less and less characters. And mm-hmm. so there's less and less interaction that has to happen. Because now it's just the North, the Lannisters, and Danny. Those are the only players. And they, uh, the North and Danny are on, more or less on the side now. Yeah. And... Um, Cersei and well, she's the only Lannister left aside from Tyrion and uh, obviously Jaime who left her um, we, we know where she stands there's no convincing of her that needs to be done yeah I guess the Greyjoys are sort of like an auxiliary party like what are they going to do I think that they know that they're going to because Theon comes out of nowhere and saves uh, what is she in the show? Yara? Yara, yeah, she's Asher. Asha in the book, yeah. yeah. But that's already um, another character. Or it's, it's, it's the very, same character, they just so, change her name for some reason. Well, it's so close to... Because in the book, like, it's like Asha, and then there's that, that uh, wildling lady that helps Bran escape, and her name is like Asher. And I Osha. Think, Osha, yeah, so I think they were so close. That they didn't want the confusion. Because I'm already confused. Okay, that makes and sense. And I'm pretty sure that's why they did that. Uh, but anyway, so Theon goes and saves Yara. And then Yara, while they're sailing away, Yara's like, okay, well, we can go back to the Iron Islands and take that. Uh, John will need somewhere to fall back to if they can't hold Winterfell, so that's a good idea. Yeah, and they definitely and- made it sound like being on a boat was safer than being on land. <laughs> well, so we yeah, we know the White Walkers can't cross water. 
Because that's been demonstrated more than once. Yeah, literally, like they were scared to walk across the ice to go kill those that's guys. That's how, yeah, that's how they get away from them in Hard Home, and mm-hmm. that's how they hold them at bay for a long time uh, when they go beyond the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they go to the Iron Islands, one, they've got whatever is left of that part of the Iron Fleet that Urin didn't take, and then also their islands. So well, there's also the bear the islands with that little girl, the little girl's island. Like, I think it's just one island. It's probably they call it Bear Island. It's just like in the middle. That's of probably true, but it's still it's an island. With, yeah, uh, but it's also north, so it's a little less convenient to get to. <laughs> but they're they're they are north. What do you mean? Well, the, so Bear Island is north of Winterfell. It's like to the northwest. Oh, I got and you. Everybody's already in Winterfell. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. only people that aren't in Winterfell are. Um, Whoever's at the last hearth, who was it? That that family, the little kid, who they sent uh, in the meeting. Like they're the only ones that weren't at the Winterfell or whatever. And uh, and then um, whoever's at Deepwood Mott. And uh, so yeah, Bear Island doesn't make any sense as like a retreat location. Um, no, it doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to predict at all. Really, what's going to happen this season just from the one episode, but. It's a. Uh... Well, the dead are already on the way to Winterfell. It wouldn't surprise me if this next episode is like primarily in the south or something. Okay. And then the dead are there at Winterfell. Like, because, and, and they even give it away like in the intro, um, because it starts with the hole in the wall mm-hmm. and then it goes to the last hearth and it shows that this ice path like flowing towards the last hearth mm-hmm. and then uh and then it cuts and then it shows like the path to winterfell from the last hearth so we can see that the show is moving or something is moving in that direction um and then obviously we see what that literally means whenever uh we randomly cut to beric dondarian and what's left of his little uh, brotherhood uh, showing up at the last hearth and finding everybody there dead, and they meet up with what's left of the Night's Watch as well, mm-hmm. and they see um, the little boy who was head of the house of the last hearth or whatever, who had gone back there to retrieve everybody and come, you know, retreat to Winterfell. He's dead or whatever, um, and so they're like, "Well, that means the White Walkers are here, and they're already on their way to Winterfell. So we need to get the fuck back there." and let them know that they're on the way that's one thing that's always that's thrown me off really bad this season these last two seasons was just that there was no sense of like time so like when when somebody would go somewhere they'd be there like that was a lot of people's complaint that it just happened immediately and and everything was so fast now yeah everything just felt like it didn't it didn't feel like it could just go real quick back to winterfell you know You, you you were stuck like at the wall for a long time like it didn't it didn't it didn't feel like it was easy to to go back yeah. And now it kind of feels like it's so easy to get anywhere on the map. Yeah, well, and they're and, not even flying. And I think that's a, a result of what we were talking about earlier, where now there's less players in the game. Oh, And true. so there's less to cut away to while mm-hmm. people travel. Yeah. And there's less talking that needs to be done. The only thing that needs to be done at this point is action. Yeah. So, you know, there's, while they would have interesting conversations and be making interesting plans while they were traveling places, um, in the past, there's none of that to be had. So we would literally just be watching them, like, you know, ride on a horse and maybe have, like, one quip at each other that we can, like, smirk about. 
Yeah. It's totally pointless. No. Um, it, whereas it used to be way more useful in the past. Um, so. Yeah. The only the only thing I can think of is may, that 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 they might do, kind of like that is something small, like when Sam and Jilly were reading, and she was reading about like uh, all the like the the different like things that that one maester had was documenting like in in his uh in his oh, yeah, journal they... or whatever and they learn who John's parents are. Mhm. And uh the only thing I could oh, I could see something maybe like that being relevant again like they're going to do something small like with Arya how she asks Gendry for the the weapon. Like that's going to be important, you're right for sure. It's just going to be setting little things up like that, not necessarily cutting away to Sam and Jilly reading and then like, oh, they figured that that out. Right. Which is what you know, they used to kill the time, the wait, the wait time with. It's like more information. Yeah. And that's about it that happens, right? The best shot of all is the last shot where Jamie rides in the Winterfell and then sees Bran and he makes <laughs> the best face. He's yeah. like, shit. Uh, I remember who you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the exact perfect amount of timing and this was like such great acting on jean walter costo's part of him seeing just some dude in a wheelchair and be like oh this is in a wheelchair that's kind of interesting and then like realizing who it is and the the transition of his face is just so perfectly timed yeah and being like oh fuck that's that that's <laughs> brand stark the kid that i pushed out the fucking window and i didn't even so i watched the episode twice and the only thing that i gained by watching it a second time was whenever Sam goes to see, or he doesn't go to see Bran, but he gets the news from Danny that his brother and father are dead, mm-hmm. and kind of like walks outside to get air or whatever, and sees Bran. He's like, "What are you doing out here?" And then Bran's just like waiting for an old friend. And I didn't get that the first time, and then the second time I was like, "Ah, <laughs> he's waiting for Jamie." You know, Jamie's showing up, so he needs to talk to Jamie about something, evidently. Otherwise, he wouldn't care to wait for him outside. Yeah. I, man, dude, it is, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around like John or Daenerys sitting on the throne. Neither of them sees the throne, I don't think. I don't think so. Danny's going to die. I think John's going to die too. It seems weird for them to kill John twice, but maybe so. I feel like if John doesn't die... I feel like he just stays in the north. He's got absolutely no desire to go south and be king of the entire seven kingdoms. Even he didn't want to be the yeah, he, he didn't want to be king to... in the north. Even exactly, he just did it to he he figured that you know he was the only capable male Stark alive to that same and like... so should be able to and should should be there to unite the north. This is the only way that he could for sure unite the North and get them together to fight the, the dead people. Yeah, I don't know if it was this show or if it was like Harry Potter, but it was like the ones who who lead should be the ones who don't want to lead. Mm. And I want to say it was this this show because it has a lot of silly it's, old. It sounds metaphors. vaguely familiar. I just don't know. Like but yeah. something Ned would have said to him, like the like a real leader, because Ned didn't want to lead. He was the second born in line. Yeah, for, he had never expected to and then, until and then his, his, his brother died, brother and then dies, he yeah. married his brother's wife. Like his brother, like they never consummated the marriage, and they just moved him up. Yeah. And then you know, so, like he never wanted to rule, but he was a good leader, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's probably something they would yeah, instill in him. So. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's going to make it to the last episode. I don't think Tyrion's going to die for some reason. In my head, 
I see like I see Cersei winning the throne, and then I see Jaime betraying her because that sounds poetic. Yeah. And but I don't and I and I see Bran somehow killing the Night King with his uh, with his whatever magic he's yeah. got. Yeah. But other than that, it's like I almost it's hard for me to wrap my head around who's who would actually be the one left sitting on the throne. That does, I mean, and so that's that's the obvious obsession, right? Is who's on the Iron Throne because that's what the whole show's been um, built upon. But maybe nobody does. Honestly, dude, it might end that way where nobody wins. Like I know I was joking about it earlier, how like how the the Walkers or the the Whites were a uh, like a parallel for the one for the alien race infiltrating humanity and and it was symbolizing like a one world government forming because of a common enemy Mm -hmm. i know i was making a joke about that but that could very easily be like they all do join forces because they have a common enemy and they 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 get so badly like devastated like that they just have to make it through winter now you know like right it almost just feels like they could kind of write it off to where the kingdoms just sort of take care of themselves they just become individual kingdoms again yeah and maybe maybe even the tyrells come and take it back or whatever there they are probably no don't, tyrells they... though all the tyrells are dead isn't the old lady still alive is she no. tyrell oh remember she drank all that poison before telling jamie that she killed Jan- uh, yeah i do remember that now whatever his name is shit boy i can't remember his name right now <laughs> shit boy <laughs> joffrey joffrey yeah jeez yeah, that, was, that was like the most badass scene of all time. But that yeah. was a funny scene too in the uh, when uh, Sansa and, and um, Tyrion are like yeah, reunited. Like, the last time we spoke was at the Joffrey's wedding, a miserable affair, and Sansa's like, "It had moments." It had its moments. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. It's the only thing. That's everything that happened in the episode. Yeah, I don't cool. think we explicitly mentioned when Sam goes to tell John that uh, he's you know Aegon Targaryen, six of his name, all that. And yeah, John's he like, like shit's a brick too, and he right. that. he's like, oh, John's fuck like, me. yeah, what I don't more know responsibility. If, um, yeah, I don't know what John's going to do with that knowledge. I don't know if he tells Danny. I feel like that's something that, at least for a very long time, John, you know, doesn't tell anybody about. That would be the that's like a like a last episode thing. Yeah, that's, that's the last a, that's episode conversation that he has with Danny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know, and I kind of don't care. Yeah. Like, whatever it is that happens, cool. I'm, like I've been saying in the past few episodes, I th- think I'm just excited for it to be over more than anything. It's exciting to be back in it, because like I said at the top of the show, it's this is the only uh, fantasy TV show at this level of production. Yeah. Um, all the actors are very good, and a lot of the characters are, even if a lot of the writing kind of sucks now um the characters are still characters that i care about and so it's interesting to see them at least yeah so yeah and and, and (laughs) the only time is going to tell too exactly how um you know george r R. martin was going to write it you know and and i don't think that they would i don't think they're going to stray too far from the actual ending that he has envisioned i hope he still writes the books you know like i hope this doesn't kind of kill his tenacity to finish writing but yeah i think i think i want him to finish the books i don't know it's uh, everything is now so old and been so long in waiting 
that I think I've lost interest. Really? <laughs> More or less, yeah. Dang. Um, well, that's why we're podcasting so. about it, so we bring the interest back. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah, man, even it's almost like we lost interest as we were talking about it because we're like we're breaking it down more and more and it's like they 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 give us just enough to to keep us like totally guessing for the big question like who's gonna win Mm -hmm. but they're just gonna string us along and it's you know i mean of course they were gonna do it the whole time but yeah it's it's, uh now that we're here it's kind of just like i'm so ready to know i want to know yeah it'll it'll be good to finally have a conclusion to this very very long story yeah but hopefully it'll continue to be good, or at least enjoyable. There were parts last season that were just like you know not particularly enjoyable, and that then left me like like not excited for whatever was going to happen the next week. Yeah, <laughs> and then I just watched it because you know I would, why wouldn't I watch it? But yeah, I think that one of the most interesting parts about this season is that all the episodes are in varying lengths. Uh, which means that they've got a very deliberate storytelling happening, which to me is a good thing uh, because that's something that hasn't happened for a couple of seasons. They yeah. feel like they've been kind of aimless or just not even knowing what to do, which, of course, yes, they ran out of content or source material. So, yeah, They're kind I get of it. Filling in gaps. But yeah. do better. <laughs> do better. You have more guys than just the one. This season, they're, you know structuring the episodes in varying ways because they have specific storytelling that they want to do which is is good if because now that they've got something that they want to do if you want to do something it's going to be inherently better mm-hmm. as opposed to just being like we've got to fill this hour time block that's a great point that'll be <laughs> that, that 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 could be completely like revolutionary for the last season of this show like that could that could really really change like how how it hits people like just give it like if they only give us like 30 minutes next week but just to tell us a more deliberate story rather than like i know we talk about it all the time with anime but like that's what makes some anime so good is that they don't put fluff and filler in there they just they have a deliberate telling that they're going for and they're not gonna beat around the bush but this one yeah and that's that's kind of i think you're right i think that's where they're, they're headed with this season like they've got a very deliberate telling They've got six episodes left to, to get it, to put a nice little bow on it, you know? And uh, I have a lot of faith in, the, in them doing a good job. I think I think it's going to do really well. Like, I think they're going to wrap it up real nice. Well, you're more optimistic than I am. <laughs> By yeah. a long shot. I've, I've, yeah, Let's I mean, see. dude, the show's just, I've had so much, like, faith with the show being so good. I mean, of course, we have already said it. It had its source material, but I just, man, dude, this is gonna be wishy washy every week. I'm gonna be like, well, I bet, I bet, okay, Cersei's gonna die, but <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I, th- I don't, I don't think that there's really too much point in trying to predict anything anymore, or at least it's considerably less exciting than it used to be, um, because again, there's only three parties. And two of them are closely allied at this point. Um, the next episode is going to be about the same length. It's going to be four minutes longer than this week's episode. Episode three is 82 minutes. Episode four is 78 minutes. Episode five is 80 minutes. Episode six is 80 minutes. So a little less variance than I remembered reading. Are there uh, only six episodes? Yeah, there's only okay. six episodes this So year. we only have five left? 
Yep, only five left. Wow. Um, about, let's see if that's, so we've got about six hours and 20 minutes left of Game of Thrones. Okay. The only, the only thing that I can think of that, like, if I wanted to make, like, bold predictions, I would make a bold prediction that, like, Arya, she's already brought so much, like, unbalance to everything. Like, she brought down the, the name of the Faceless Men or whatever. She brought down the House of the Faceless Men, basically. Yeah. And I have a feeling that she's going to be... Oh, dude, what if she kills Cersei as Jamie? I mean, dude, that would be something, exciting. Something crazy I like that's going to happen. That's going to that's gonna be my bold prediction, that she that she does something bananas like that. Like, she kills Cersei as Jamie in, like, in episode five or whatever. And, um, you definitely do and Bran have to king. feel like Arya kills at least one more person off her list. Although I think she's also over the list at this point because she's not a child seeking vengeance but in they, the same way. That's a good point. They did make... Uh, Bran brought up the list when he thought Arya was just... Because like when Arya and Sansa reunite, she was uh, talking like, well, what have you been up to? And she was like, oh, you know, just like working on my list. And she was, she was like, oh, that's funny. Like a list of names of people you're going to kill. Like that's such a little girl thing. And then Bran's like that like he's on her list and she's like oh shit like you're serious about the list you know um mm. i think she's still pretty into the list i think that she will i think she probably like kind of holds herself to it to some degree but she's not i don't think she recites it at night every time she goes to sleep anymore i think that's you know i i want to say that she does because i, I want to say that's how she she never truly became no one because she because of Nymeria, she would have her night dreams as a she-wolf. And then also because she set her list to herself every night. So she kept some sort of identity. Like she kept her little bit of identity, even when she was trying to become no one and lose her identity completely. Because she ends up like mastering like the art of like changing faces or whatever. And like she, she learns like basically what she went to the faceless men to learn. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't... I don't... I don't think that she. I don't think that she feels the same way about it because of the things that she's seen and what she's been through. Because the, obviously the Hound was on her list for a really long time, but then she goes through so much with the Hound, and um, and then doesn't even kill him when she finally has the chance to. She just leaves him, assuming that he's going to die. Yeah, I mean, and then she, she goes through all this stuff that she goes through over in Essos, learns that she's actually kind of nothing. Uh, you know, and, and then she, you know, uh, goes through her, you know, training at the House of Black and White, and then she comes back over. I think that more than anything, she grows up and experiences and learns more about life and existence than she could have ever imagined when she created the list. And so, just the, her perspective on everything is so different that. You know, even if she definitely wants to kill a couple of those people still, it's not the obsession that it used to be. Okay. Certainly now that she has pretty much like half of her family back. Yeah. I, yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. But she definitely kills at least one more person I th yeah, I think off she's... the list. It would be interesting to see her kill Cersei because Cersei is definitely the last big bad of one, everything, and then two, her list. Mm -hmm. um, there's, but I think that ultimately she just fucks off. 
I think maybe she has one more like critical role to play, and then she just leaves. I don't think she stays. Okay. She's not going to do anything in Westeros, or I don't think she she doesn't return to being a noble. Okay. In my mind, for whatever reason, I have her killing Cersei. John not getting the throne. For some reason, like I feel like a, t- a Stark is going to be like the the last one standing. Like Sansa is going to win the throne or something silly. I, I feel like Sansa is going to get the throne. Arya is going to be queen in the north, and then and like Daenerys just Arya would never even accept queen though. Even if she was the last Stark standing, she wouldn't do it. You don't think she'd be no. the last Stark in Winterfell? No. I think that if if she was if it literally came down to her cuz she literally would be the last Stark now that Rickon's dead, um as far as age goes even, that would mean that the rest of them would have to be dead. And there there'd be literally no reason for her to stick around if all of her family was gone. Certainly for a role that she never wanted to begin with. Yeah, it's hard to know. I think most everybody dies. Yeah. I think Tyrion dies. I think Danny dies. I think Arya either dies or disappears, and so as good as good as dead as you know, far as whatever continuing story there could possibly be. Um, I don't think that John dies. I don't know what happens to Sansa. Um, Varys doesn't die because even if everything falls to shit in Westeros, he just goes to become the Spider somewhere else. Um, the Onion Knight dies. Beric dies. Yeah. All of the Night's Watch die. The little girl from Bear Island dies. Yeah. <laughs> Those all seem like good guesses. Cersei dies. Jamie dies. I don't think Jamie dies. Bronn dies. Bronn kills Jamie. Okay. Bronn kills Jamie and Tyrion. Because they were all such good fucking friends for such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That probably does happen. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly now that it's his job to. Yeah. Assuming that he accepted that job from whatever his name is. The current hand to Cersei. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That fucking family. That was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that's all I got. I can't even. I can't even. All the dragons die. Man. Yeah. No way is a dragon going to make it. Night King and Jon become friends. <laughs> they rule the north together. They rebuild the wall. Using the dead as building material. <laughs> I thought that for sure, uh, if they didn't knock down the wall with uh, with the dragon, they were just going to like World War Z it. <laughs> Zombie pile <laughs> right, over. just ant pile over. <laughs> but, uh, hey dude. I, like, I liked most of those predictions with your death, with your, with your kill slot. Who else is alive that I can kill? All the Greyjoys die. Unless Euron just fucks off again. Because he even said that he would just fuck off again. Mm-hmm. He's like, eh, well, if Cersei's going to lose, and I'll just fuck off again. <laughs> I'll just take the Iron Fleet somewhere else like I did last time. Yeah. Because he's not in it for anything except for just to have fun. Yeah. He's just an agent of chaos. And he got to uh, bang Cersei, so that's like just one check off his list that he was you know, excited about. He literally has nothing that he wants out of anything except to just fuck around. Yeah. 
So he'll probably just fuck off if he doesn't get outright killed. Maybe Yara kills him. That would be the cinematic way to do it, to end it poetically, like have Yara kill him. But like, he'd probably win. Like he'd probably be the last one standing, and he'd <laughs> take over the Iron Island or the whatever their islands are. Iron Islands. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was right. Who else is alive? Masande and Grey Worm die. Bran turns into a tree. Yeah, dude, he probably does. Um, Ghost dies. Oh, man. Ghost definitely dies. All the other ones did. All the other wolves. And then one's left to Nymeria, but we already said goodbye to Nymeria. She's that, that's what makes sense about Arya saying she was gonna she would go off into nothing. But I think after she finishes her list. Like I think Arya is gonna kill Cersei as Jamie, because Jamie's gonna already be killed killed by Braun. But we won't know that. Until after Arya turns back into Arya. And she'll kill Cersei. She'll run off because she doesn't want to be queen of anything. She'll say fuck this. And she'll go live with Nymeria. I think that she recognized that she was done with Nymeria whenever she sees her. Yeah, she said that, like, you I don't have think a family she, here. Yeah, I don't think that she would go seek her out again. Yeah, but having her just disappear and follow or go to, back to nothing. She just becomes a traveling too. assassin or just like a adventurer or whatever. Okay. Because kind of all she ever wanted to do anyways was just to see things and be adventurous and know how to fight and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. She never wanted to be married off, which yeah. is, was her role pretty much. Right. She didn't ever want to be a, you know, princess or a lady. Yeah. Who else can I kill? Who else is alive? Those, um, oh, those, um, those, um, they're not elves, but those fucking, um, swamp kids that helped Bran out. They're both dead, Uh, right? No, one of them, isn't the girl still alive? The boy's dead uh, because he dies whenever they meet the children of the forest. But yeah, what happens to the girl? Does she make it out as well or does she die? I can't remember. If she's alive, she dies. I'm killing her. She... Just once she got Bran back. Sam dies. Gilly dies. Little Sam dies. Dude, I bet. <laughs> dude, honestly, if John dies, Sam's gonna take over, like the New Knights Watch. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably yeah. And no, Sam doesn't die. Sam says I was. I just started killing everybody because I no, thought it was funny. But it uh, is funny. But <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Sam stays alive. Sam reinstates the Night's Watch or whatever. He does something like that. Do you think John will ever take the name Targaryen? No, I think he stays Snow. I think he dies the Snow. Yeah. What else can we say and end up being wrong about? Oh, dude, yeah. All of my predictions are going to be wrong. <laughs> hmm. I thought Baelish was going to win. Like, I thought he had a great shot of winning, too. Just because he's so, like, cunning and he came from nothing. And, like, he's self-made. Yeah. I mean, I know that that was a pretty popular opinion, but he never actually had anything. Every success that he had was based solely on being able to use other people's resources. Mm-hmm. 
And then, I mean, so at, at the beginning of the series, we're led to believe that he's got all this money because he runs all these whorehouses mm-hmm. and that's why he's the master of coin and all sort of stuff. Um, but if he's got all this money, why does all his shit up in the fingers actually suck? Like, whenever they describe it in the book, whenever we see it in the show, it's like, there's like nothing there. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's never there either, so like maybe he doesn't care. But like he never actually gets anything until he marries um, uh, in the Irie, which then immediately, not immediately falls apart, but that's like the, the only time that he ever actually gains anything. And then he's trying to parlay that into gaining more of the North because by then he's betrayed the Lannisters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but because he never actually had anything and was only ever to progress using others' resources, he would have either had to have killed everybody or it was inevitable that he was going to die. Because he would never be able to... You can't play every single person into killing every single other person because at some point everybody's going to realize that Oh, you just want us all to kill each other, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So there's, I never thought that he was actually going to make it too far. Okay. I thought he made it further than he had any right to. I think they needed him around to have a convenient reason for the Irie to show up at the Battle of the Bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have imagined him to have died sooner than that if he hadn't gone back south to just dick around in King's Landing for a while longer. But he was a character that people loved because he was so bad. Yeah. Um, except for his continually devolving accent. <laughs> That's like, so funny. <laughs> yeah, his accent was so... Just changed every season. Yeah. It continually was getting like weirder and weirder and more Christian Bale Batman. <laughs> Whatever you do with your daughter. <laughs> I feel like it's so airy. It was and, so like, strange. What are you doing, John Snow? It was the weirdest thing. It just got weirder and weirder and weirder. I don't know that I ever had any real predictions about who ends up on the throne. I think I used to think that... I, I, I used to back Danny more, but she just continually got worse and worse and worse and made me angrier and angrier. Me too. Just because she's got no direction and no real conviction. She doesn't stand for anything except for becoming Queen of the Seven Kingdoms. And and these are kingdoms that she has no loyalty to. She didn't even grow up there. Like she, What we were talking she's, about yeah, earlier, she She's just obsessed with it being that, her birthright, mm-hmm. supposedly. So I think that maybe she has some sort of character crisis whenever she finds out that John's actually the heir. Mm-hmm. Um, because then she doesn't have the birthright, which was the only thing that she ever cared about. Yeah. So maybe she has some sort of character crisis and it'll be an interesting plot device, but I don't know. Yeah, I can't imagine them like breaking up. They're not even really together, but I can't imagine them like... I mean, he wrote her dragon. Like, as far as he's in... And she wrote his. I don't know what happens between them. I don't know what happens anywhere. It's Everything is so potentially... It's not as complicated as it used to be, but there's still so much happening and there's still so many things that are going on. I don't see how they tie it up neatly without just killing everybody. Because yeah. that's how you solve a complicated problem is just kill the parties involved. There's going to be conflict for sure when John like tells her his birthright or whatever. like, And that's going to cause them... There's gonna be like there's gonna be like a whole episode where they're like debating whether or not they're like even still friends properly, and then it's probably gonna be one of those things like last episode like I'm sorry we fought, but and then he dies. <laughs> he <laughs> apologized before he did. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just want everybody to be dead. I think that's how I want this show to end. <laughs>
I think I've been so dissatisfied with the show for so long that I now am the Night King and just want to watch it all burn down. Yeah. I mean, that would be a very realistic ending. And that's what this that's what this series is. It's very realistic. That could so happen. I'm not even kidding. Like, in my mind, I could see that happening. It seems like the most likely thing, but that's such a common thing with storytelling is that the problem seems insurmountable and then the heroes figure out how to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how storytelling works. Um, so, of course... The Night King seems unstoppable right now, and that's why the characters feel like he's unstoppable because he's supposedly unstoppable. But then something happens, and they figure it out. Oh, she's you know? Danny probably got pregnant. Like she's probably pregnant, and then they probably get in a huge fight about who's actually king. And then she has the kid, and then they both die, and the kid becomes king. Yeah, that's why Varys sticks around so that he can groom the new king. Danny's maybe Tyrion doesn't die. And that becomes his life's mission is to help this new Targaryen ascend to the throne. And Sam is rebuilding the Night's Watch still. Yeah. He still does that. <laughs> Those are the only three that survive. Maybe Sansa survives and stays in the north. Sansa survives. I think she'll survive. Tyrion becomes a wet nurse. <laughs> the spider stays the spider. And Sam rebuilds the wall. And a little new Ned, Tar- Sam Ned, the Ned Targaryen. Their son <laughs> that he named poetically after his uncle. <laughs> Ned Bergen. Nedard. That's his full name. It's Eddard. Nedard? Is that a name? No, it's just Eddard. Eddard. Was Ned's name. Oh, and they called him Ned? Yeah, I don't know why. But they called him Nedard for some reason. Uh, Eddard makes more sense. It's Eddard Stark, and for some reason his nickname was Ned. <laughs> just add an N to the beginning. It's better than Ed. <laughs> King Ed. <laughs> King Ned doesn't sound much better though. Right, that just sounds kind of stupid. It all sounds stupid. This show is stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm excited at least just to talk about it and um, have these episodes run on Mondays. I guess there's nothing really to speak to that. I was gonna say speaking to that and then hope that I had something to say logistics-wise about these episodes, but I don't. I think that we picked a good book to kind of go along with them because there's been a lot of uh, politics and stuff so far in the book. Yeah, there's a little bit more intrigue, um, at least in the beginnings Mm -hmm. of the current book, which obviously we'll be talking to you all about on Wednesday. We'll be talking about it here within the next couple of hours here. But to just jump into that, um, we're going to finish it before Game of Thrones finishes and we'll have to find something to after that um, yeah all right well we'll see y'all back next week with more game of thrones yeah um and prior to that we'll see y'all in a couple of days with our current book uh, descendant of the crane which so far is really good yeah or at least it's enjoyable i don't know that it's really good i think it's just a new universe and a new universe is exciting yeah um we'll see how the rest of it plays out and we'll also talk about that in that episode there's no reason to start talking about that now we're going to do a whole nother episode about it um so we'll see y'all in a couple days and we'll see y'all next week and we'll see y'all in a couple days from then and so on and so forth until game of thrones is over maybe we'll stick with the two episodes a week if we can find something else to do it on um yeah but you know we'll come to that when we come to that 
Until then, I'm Will Hedrick. I'm Jordan Schaffer. This is Dog Ears and Timestamps. Go Rockets!